Good morning. It's Thursday. Love to talk about anything surrounding um money, business, wealth, entrepreneurship. Um I've been thinking I, I've gotten the book confused. I think I mentioned it before, but the, the book I'm gonna start reading with y'all is The Law of Success. And there's 15 principles. I am a little bit further ahead, but I'm kind of looking through it to see where we can start. And this is so cool because technically if I were to start today, um, the section that I'm on right now is called Every Mind, uh, both, oh, did I just find a grammatical error? Every Mind, both a broadcasting and a receiving station. So um, I remember kind of, getting to that point and stopping, but that is really cool. You know, here we are talking about, uh, this book is by Napoleon Hill, 15 Principles to Winning by the Motivational Champ of the of All Time, Law of Success, uh, Master Wealth Builders Complete an Original Lesson Plan for Achieving Your, your Dreams, and um, I thought that was so cool, and the thing is about this before you even get to that the the section before that is called air and ether um the section before that is called vibrating fluid of matter um he goes the chat before that it's molecules atoms and electrons and then right before that uh he goes into the 15 uh principles of success so probably just for uh what I'll do, <laughs> it's early in the morning, you guys. I am on a different schedule right now. So this is what I'm like when I'm waking up in the morning, getting my thoughts collected. But let me just run down the 15 principles real quick. And then um, I'm going to figure out a way because there are about 600 pages to this book. Um and so if I were to do this every Monday and Thursday, um, we'd be doing this for a couple of years. But I think that the conversations are important. I think it's going to help us unpack some limiting beliefs that we have surrounding money and finance and wealth and to reprogram ourselves. Um, this is something where I'm not going to pretend to have all the answers. This is something that I'm going to add to my curriculum of understanding, you know, the science of getting rich. So... Let me just run those by you real quick, and then um, I'm going to, I already kind of started my morning, but it's like, you know, when you're kind of zombie walking and <laughs> getting stuff done. So I did that, and then I kind of came back to bed and curled up a little bit, but I'm ready to just um, read some stuff, and then um, probably what I'll do is I'll take another mini break, and then I'll read from The Science of Getting Rich. We are down, I believe, to the last two chapters. So super excited about that. I know I have grown so much from reading that book. I've read it. I've listened to the audio book, but it was really nice to go through it in the audio version with you. And then um, we still have about maybe 10 more weeks to go with um, How Rich People Think. And I normally read from that on Mondays. So you'll want to check that out. Okay, so let's get into it. Here are the 15 principles. And then, of course, um, he's going to go through, from what I can see here. Mm, 
chapter by chapter over each of the different um, principles. And the section I'm in right now is talking about the mastermind. And yeah, so that makes sense. So and woo, woo, there is oh my gosh. Wow. You know what? Here's something. This is so cool. Kind of just skipping ahead. Ooh, talking about fear. This is so funny because I think, um, and was it yesterday we were talking about the frequency of fear and just happened to flip to it. And, and so here are some things that popped out. Just bear with me here, y'all, because I'm, I'm going in the flow as it's coming to me. In this book, he has, you know, he talks about the fear of poverty, fear of old age, fear of ill health. Fear of loss of love of someone, right? Um, fear of criticism and the fear of death. Um, I'm guessing not in any these. And, and so right before that, it says, lay aside any prejud- prejudices and fixed opinions you may have formed at least temporarily, and you may know the truth about your six worst enemies. Okay. So it's fascinating because when we talk about, you know, laws of success, um, you can see how well-rounded this book is and how important it is for us to be well-rounded because, you know, he talked about things like, like matter and the, the, how our minds broadcast and it has a little bit to do with frequency, he talks a little bit about um, what are our fears and the fears stem from other things, including some of the things that we talk about on this podcast, which is fear of of love and fear of, you know, having a probably experienced having losing what we thought was love and um, that type of thing. And, And of course, criticism is just a part of something you experience as early as going to school, you know, and and getting those great assignments back and from your peers of course, there's fear of death and the confidence and all. So I'm looking forward to sharing this book with you. Um, this one, I guess, is not so much a um, book about getting rich, but, you know, success is on a whole other level. Um, and, and and actually, correction, because it does say here, it says, um, Master Wealth Builders Complete an Original Lesson Plan. For achieving your dreams. Um, so anyways, <clears throat> let's get into it. Um, so the first one, it says, so lesson by lesson, the following is a statement of that which you may. <sighs> Sorry, I may expect to receive from the 15 laws of success. So it says a definite. So number one is a definite chief aim uh, will teach you how to save the wasted effort which the majority of people expand in trying to find their life work. This lesson will show you how to do away forever with aimlessness and fix your heart and hand upon some definite well-conceived purpose as a life work. Okay so this is talking about like what's your north node what did you come here to achieve how do you not waste your effort trying to figure out what everybody else is trying to figure out in their life work? To me, it's pretty simple. You look at your North Node and then you take it from there. You look at your natal chart. You look at what your strengths are, your Mercury, 
you know, what are your business, like all the houses tell you what are the business partners and enterprises you can go into and what your strengths are, right? And you get to determine how, what that looks like for you, um, okay? Number two is self-confidence. It says it will help you master the six basic fears with which every every person is cursed. <laughs> now, that's interesting language right there, right? That we're cursed with this, right? We're talking about breaking generational curses. Mm-hmm. And so it's mentioned here again, fear of poverty, right? Fear of ill health, fear of old age, fear of criticism, fear of loss of love of someone, and fear of death. It will teach you the difference between egotism and real self-confidence, which is based upon definite usable knowledge. I know yesterday we were talking about um the persuasion tactic and um when you're persuading someone in a conversation, you know, you've got to be able to have usable knowledge, right? That's definite, that can be measurable. Um, and not egotistic, not just because I said so, <laughs> right? Um, number three, habit of saving. This will teach you how to distribute your income systematically so that a definite percentage of it will steadily accumulate, thus forming one of the greatest known sources of personal power. I love that. It says, no one may succeed in life without saving money. There is no exception to this rule and no one may escape it. I love that trajectory. I would recommend that you read, you know, buy this book and probably read it alongside with me and reference it. Um, It's definitely one of those books where you can flip to just about any page and maybe just even get something that you need or go to the um to the outline at the beginning and kind of hone into what you need. Um, But I'm looking forward to that. I know that. Uh, if I haven't mentioned it before, the rest of this year, I'm just going to buckle down some more, get my accounts to the numbers that I need them to. And so um, revisiting how I'm saving, what my targets are, what my goals are. And one of the things that are important is saving, because I think that, um, you know, you go through different shifts in how you make your income and um, and how to hit those targets and, and add to things that are further down the line that are more tangible and um this is definitely going to help i think another i had mentioned another book where the guy gave a spreadsheet on how to pay yourself first um and putting money for your retirement and how simple and affordable it really is so i love that this is going to be talking about the habit how to distribute your income autumn systematically definite percentages steady accumulation personal power, right? Saving money, no exception to the rule. Next one is initiative and leadership. It will show you how to become a leader instead of a follower. This is a good one. I think that uh, I've been wanting to talk about some stuff and and this is just a great opportunity. But, you know, I'm (laughs) noticing that, you know, It's good to have um, followers, but I think that, and it's good to be a follower in order to be a good leader, you need to be a good follower sometimes, but um, yeah, just kind of encouraging you to kind of revisit that a little bit. It says, it will show you how to become a leader instead of a follower in your chosen field of endeavor. It will develop you in the instinct 
for leadership, which will cause you gradually to gravitate to the top in an in all undertakings in which you participate. I just really love this. You know, y'all, I'm such a nerd. Like when I tell you I'm soaking this up and it's a perfect way to start my morning. Um, and I love his writing style. These are some um, loaded statements here. So the next one is imagination. It will stimulate your mind so that you will conceive new ideas and develop new plans, which will help you in attaining the object of your definite chief aim. Mm. This lesson will teach you how to build new houses out of old stones, so to speak. <laughs> it will show you how to create new ideas out of the old well-known concepts and how to put old ideas to new uses. This is this is so different because when I think about the science of getting rich and actually um, uh, acres of diamonds, you know, and the other one is wells of abundance, seven planes of wells of abundance, it's kind of telling you that you should have endless, unlimited supply of ideas. But for those of you who maybe need a little bit of help, He's even talking about how we can use well-known concepts and, and it's kind of the idea of not having to reinvent the wheel. So there's something for everyone, right? Um, I love that. It says, this one lesson alone is the equivalent of a very practical course of salesmanship. It is sure to provide a veritable goldmine of knowledge to the person who is in the earnest. I freaking love it. You guys, maybe. Okay, so there's 15 of these. Maybe we could try to knock one out every um, every month. I don't know. So the next one is enthusiasm. It says, this will enable you to saturate all with whom you come in contact with, with interest in you and your ideas. Enthusiasm is the foundation of a pleasing personality. Ooh, y'all, that's important. That's a whole clue right there for relationships, right? Enthusiasm. I'm going to say that kind of makes sense because when I watch these dating shows, um, I will notice like men will come on and they are miserable as all get out. It's like, oh my God, you don't even like yourself. Like, why would you want to? Pull me into your energy, right? But here it's talking about, it's like, um, enthusiasm is the foundation of a pleasing personality. It's like, you have to have a vibrancy of life and a vibrancy about you. And, you know, I've been talking a little bit about the twinkle of the eye. That is something that comes from within that all is well with you, that there is joy and exuberance that comes out of you. And I think that it's a good checkpoint as we're getting ready to to delve into these. It's like, what are the things that make you happy and that you deserve to be happy, right? And and drowning out the noise of people who telling you that you don't deserve happiness because they're miserable too, right? And this is this is just a fun thing. I think that even if you are, we're, I'm going to be talking about the Myers Briggs personalities because I want more people to have. Um, a better understanding of social or emotional intelligence. Um, some people are kind of turned off by the Zodiac. I do believe, you know, that 
it does play a role and you kind of, there's a science to it in understanding it. But um, I want us to, to use them as tools. So if you're not into Zodiacs, we can talk about Myers-Briggs and they are actually, there is a correlation between that and, the, and some of the tarot cards that you pull. Um, but in terms of emotional intelligence, enthusiasm is, is so important. I think that um, if you're in the workplace, you know, how do you get from that point where you're just dragging into work to where you're enthusiastic about the things that you do and it spills over into your customers, your clients, the goods and services you provide, right? Pleasing personality, same thing, enthusiastic about the relationship that you're the relationships that you're in, um, whether it's with friends and or family, enthusiastic about the life that you live. He says, you must have a personality in order to influence others to cooperate with you. Mm. Deep stuff, y'all. Next one, self-control is the balance wheel with which you control your enthusiasm <laughs> and direct it where you wish to carry you. This lesson will teach you in a most practical manner to become the master of your fate and the captain of your soul, right? Um, Self-control, very much uh, the locus of control lies within you. Um, this is another problem where some people feel like, what? You, um, it, it does bother some people because they feel that when you say the locus of control is within you, you know, um, that is a godlike feature. If you are made in his, if you believe you're made in his image, his or her image, um, there was autonomy there and you have the autonomy, you have will, right? So, um, don't let it be a, la a limiting belief. It says you are the captain of your soul, right? Um, the next one, it says habit of doing more than paid for. Ooh, what? Can't get a decent What? <laughs> it says, uh, you know who else mentioned this? Um, Science of Getting Rich, Dr. Wallace Waddles, actually. So it's just a habit of doing more than paid for. Um, and that was a really good chapter for entrepreneurs. And it, and that that chapter was good because it was about adding value, right? And a lot of the times, value is something that... that um, is so much more than than um than money, right? And uh I can still remember that lesson. It's so vivid in my mind and I, I don't have time to unpack it, but that was a really good um I'm getting the visualization and the imagery that came with that chapter. It says the habit of doing more than paid for is one of the most important lessons of the law of success course. It will teach you how to take advantage of the law of increasing returns. Mmm which will eventually ensure you a return of money far out of proportion to the service you render. No one may become a real leader in the walk of life without practicing the habit of doing more work and better work than that for which he is paid. You know, I will say this too. I I think that um part of the reason we are we're in the problems that we are in the economy employers are haven't gotten to that point where they pay people what they're worth or at least that that was my experience when I used to work um I part of my personality I enjoyed the things that I did and I loved to push myself but um it got to the point where it's like 
I knew I was good at what I did. My boss knew I, what I was good at what I did. Um, the ones that I had, but when it came to money, they were just stingy with it, right? And you know, we talk a lot about how employees um can you know they want you to to do more, but um they don't they're not willing to pay that, and uh that's just something that I'm giving from my perspective but but it doesn't limit you from you being the employee and still doing that and um and I'm always gonna encourage you to move on to bigger and to better because you take your skills with you, but yeah, so I'm not opposed to it. I'm not saying like, oh, just because they don't pay you, don't you know cut back on your stuff, but employers really do be playing some janky games, you know um. And you can see it with, you know, I think part of the resignations, you have top tier people, um, some of the best in their line. The other day, there's this, I think it's called the Hancocks or something on on YouTube, or the Hintons, I think it's the Hintons. And she was a, a like a top level nurse in the medical field. And um, yeah, she just decided to just, to just leave because it's of those types of dynamics. She's good at what she does, but they weren't paying her what she's worth. So it's just something to think about, especially if you're an employer or in a position where people are asking for raises and you know that they're putting in the work and they're following the principles of law of increasing returns and and you're just not trying to, you know, retain that. But anyways, next one, pleasing personality. I love this, you guys. This is going to be an amazing book because on the path to wealth, we're doing the inner work, we're doing the shadow work, and we're learning about, again, emotional intelligence, pleasing personality, enthusiasm, right? Ooh, here's a sexy word, the fulcrum on which you must place the crowbar of your efforts, all right? I don't have time to go over with you what the fulcrum is, but it will make sense for those of you um, who know what that is when they talk about the crowbar of your efforts. It's kind of like a seesaw. Um, the fulcrum is like the pinnacle. It's kind of like, a, yeah, just, just go ahead and, and Google it. But it says, um, in the, uh, it's the fulcrum on which you place the crowbar of your efforts. And when so placed with intelligence, it will enable you to remove mountains of obstacles. Intelligence is so important. You know, I'm talking, we talk a little bit about emotional intelligence, but intelligence is important. Y'all it's saying pleasing personality. You need intelligence. And like the other um, section I said before, not so much ego. That's wild. It says, this one lesson alone has made scores of master salesmen. Okay. <laughs> Yesterday we were talking about um, the persuasion tactic of uh, asking people why something won't work and taking notes on it because it allows you to revisit the conversation. And, um, and part of being a salesperson is being able to persuade, but here it is talking about the pleasing personality. And I say that because I was talking to the divine feminines about, I think that divine masculines are more willing to and or have encountered, um, that aspect of that persuasion tactic. But once women, Learn it, you'll be a force to be reckoned with. And I think that this kind of goes to that too. Like learning uh, what 
I think that adding a pleasing personality um, to your arsenal <laughs> is is really powerful. Obviously, from what he's saying here, right? It says it will teach you how to transform your personality so that you may adapt yourself to any environment. What? Now, as a fixed Scorpio sun, but I, I do have water there. And then uh, Virgo, you guys, uh, that one. So that's interesting. Hmm. How to adapt in any environment. Right? For my fixed signs, you kind of know what, why I'm pausing here. That's that's a lot, right, um, to take in. And when you talk about um, the elements that we work with in terms of um, air, earth, water, and fire, um, adapting to environments. And when, we, when we're going to go into to the Myers-Briggs um, personalities, too, um, I think like judging, like thinking and judging, right? Sensing, intuitive, introvert, extrovert. Um, how adaptable are you? And it says, or to any um, per other personality in such a manner that you can easily dominate. Ooh, who would have thought that being flexible allows you to dominate, right? A lot of us think that we have to be rigid and strict and unmovable in order to dominate. And it's actually the other way around. <laughs> Part of persuasion is pleasing. That's crazy, y'all. That I don't know if you got that. That's deep. Anyways, the next one is accurate thought. Let me try to, oh, let me try to finish this up real quick. I'm just going to rush through it. I think that Napoleon Hill is the expert here. So let me just go through and get you what I need to and try to keep this at 30 minutes. So it says uh, um, accurate thought. That's the next one. Accurate thought is one of them. Ooh, y'all, this goes back to intelligence. Accurate thought, not out of ego, not just because you think or feel something. What are the stats? Accuracy. One of the important foundation stones of all enduring success this lesson teaches you how to separate facts from mere information. Speak on it, Napoleon. Yes, tell the people. It says it teaches you how to organize known facts into two classes, the important and the unimportant. Ooh, right? Talking about minoring and majors. Majoring and the minors. <laughs> it's still a warning. Busy, I mean, it's, it's only 8.15. Majoring in the minors, how, we do that all the time. And here he's kind of telling us to hone it back in. Organize facts into important and unimportant. It teaches you how to determine what is an important fact. It teaches you how to build um, definite working plans in the pursuit of any calling out of the facts. Next one is concentration. It says teaches you how to focus your attention upon one subject at a time until you have worked out practical plans for mastering this, that subject. It will teach you how to al ally, mm, to ally yourself with others in such a way that you may have to use, have the use of their entire knowledge to back you up in your own plans and services purposes. Hold on. It says, Oh, I love it. Okay, so it's saying that you will learn how to align yourself with other people 
and use their knowledge to back up your back you up in your own plans and purposes. That's cool. It says it'll give you a practical working knowledge of the forces around you and show you how to harness and use those forces in furthering your own interests. Super freaking duping cool. <laughs> Ooh, this is a whole word right here. Um, It's in a little box. It says, if you must slander someone, don't speak it, Just, but write it. Write it in the sand near the water's edge, Napoleon Hill. I'm going to say this. I've been noticing a lot of slander, like... I think it's one thing to kind of give your thoughts on, on somebody. That's something that I need to think about, like in terms of slander too. But like how long are you, you trying to just stay slandering people's names? Um, and to me, like I've noticed there was one content creator, like I had kind of come across her stuff, had followed. But you just stay in the slander too long and it's just too messy and I'm not here for it. So I unsubscribed and I'm trying to figure out how to um put on the do not recommend it's one of those things where it, it comes up if I if I search certain keywords, but thankfully it's not coming up in my algorithm. But there's a way to probably remove it because I know with the other ones that I mentioned earlier in the year, I just probably have to go, I don't know, find a way to just put do not recommend. But yeah, the slander like is not fun energy, um, at least not for me. And I think that when I'm careful to guard my energy, like if you just stay slandering people like one week, two weeks, three weeks, like, sis, seriously, no. no. Anyways, cooperation will teach you the value of teamwork in all you do. In this lesson, you'll be taught how to apply the law of the mastermind described in the introduction and in lesson one of this course. This lesson will show you how to coordinate your own efforts with those of others in such a manner that friction, jealousy, ooh, 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 what you mean? I thought we were talking about wealth. I thought we were talking about money. What you mean we needed, um, we needed to deal with friction and jealousy and strife and en- uh, envy and cupidity, y'all, cupidity, cupidity? Will be eliminated. What the hell is cupidity? Is that like Cupid? You guys, I have to, you know, I have to. Um, definition. Ooh, greed for money or possessions. New wealth, however, is tainted by cupidity and egoism tends to be favorable for the arts. Ooh, it's talking about greed. Cool, cool. All right. I dig it. (laughs) Mm. It says you will learn how to make use of all that other people have learned from their work in which you are engaged. Next one is profiting by failure. It will teach you how to make stepping stones, excuse me, out of all of your past and future mistakes and failures. Profiting by failure? What? It says it will teach you the difference between failure and temporary defeat. Mm, That's a mindset thing, right? Um, I remember mentioning a while back, like, if if you failed at something, the best thing you can understand is that that failure or that state you're in is not permanent. 
it is temporary. And that's something I've had to learn even as a fixed sign. And it's it's a little bit hard. I think it's a little bit harder because of some of the placements I have. But I, I, I'm learning to push through it and not and understanding how temporary the defeat is and how temporary, you know, some of the low vibrational stuff are. Right. This is a difference which is very great and very important because earlier he's talking about what's important and what's unimportant. He says, it will teach you how to profit by your own failures and by the failures of other people. And I love that word profit. Profit is a sexy word, you know, especially if you're in business um, or an enterprising person, you know. Um, Yeah. Next one is tolerance. It says, we'll teach you how to avoid the disastrous. Oh, oh, (laughs) y'all. I took a sneak peek ahead. It says, Tolerance will teach you how to avoid the disastrous effects of racial and religious prejudices, which mean defeat for millions of people who permit themselves to become entangled in foolish argument over these subjects, thereby poisoning their own minds and closing the door to reason investigation. This lesson is the twin sister of the one on accurate thought, for the reason that no one may become an accurate thinker without practicing tolerance. Intolerance closes the book of knowledge and writes on the cover, finish, not finish, finish, um, I have learned it all. Intolerance makes enemies of those who should be friends. It destroys opportunity and fills the mind with doubt, mistrust, and prejudice. You know, I'm going to just say it as a melanated woman. I think that this is interesting to me because I wonder if he's talking about this to black people or to white people. Um, And and then the the part of the uh, religious, I think that religion and racial prejudices do go hand in hand. Um, That is, this makes me want to read the whole freaking book right now, you guys. Um, That's principle number 14. Um, I think that, you know, this one is a little bit more triggering to me than what I read in The Science of Getting Rich. But um, Dr. Waddles in the book, The Science of Getting Rich, he says, you know, you get to the point where you just focus on yourself and taking care of your family and... um, you kind of understand that divine source is taking care of everything and there's a reason that some oligarchies are in, in power and they will collapse in the right time in the way that they need to. Um, I think that with this one, the reason this is triggering is because some of the conversations, and this is someone who's coming out of being very like, I had my boots on, my cape on, and my cross on, cross, and I'm learning to rest more in my femininity. So to a certain degree, I kind of give zero Fs about <laughs> some of this stuff. But um, and maybe that's not the best term to say zero Fs. Like I see, see people talking about it, but I don't get too involved the way I used to. But I think that part of what triggers me here is that if you don't talk about some of these things, then you're not addressing it. And I and But at the same time, just talking about it doesn't mean you're addressing it. Because um, I think that there, there are systems in place that... Um, mess people up and so I think that if you're telling people you know to tolerate um some of these things now you're talking about my boss 
doing certain things and my coworkers being certain ways and neighbors and certain systems still operating in the same way. So I don't know that that's a lot to unpack. Mm. That will be an interesting chapter to um, go over. And then last but not least is practicing the golden rule. It says it will teach you how to make use of this great universal law of human conduct in such a way that you may easily get harmonious cooperation from any individual or group of individuals. Lack of understanding of the law upon which the golden rule philosophy is based is one of the most major causes of failure of millions of people who remain, and this is so true, this is so true, it says it's one of the major causes of failure of millions of people who remain in misery, poverty, and want all their lives. This lesson has nothing whatsoever to do with religion in any form, okay, (laughs) nor with sectarianism, nor have any of the other lessons of this course of the law of success. Let me just check what he means by sectarianism and then we're going to get off here because um, I wonder if that's going to uh, it's going to probably answer some of the questions I had earlier. Oh, okay. So sectarianism is, is excessive attachment to a particular sect or party, especially in religion. And y'all, I think, you know, for those of you, like, there's a difference between religion and spirituality. Religion is is a construct, right? It's a, a man-made construct. The same thing like how you have racism is a systematic construct. It's put in, it's a man-made construct. And um, so he is trying to detach from man-made constructs, it seems like, and... Um, We will see what he's talking about there. This makes me, you know, there's so much for us to learn. But I love this because, like I said, as we're wrapping up here, I'm going to try to keep this in in 40 minutes. Was drawn to this book because of it talking about wealth and success. But we are going to be covering different things that will really help our personality and really help us with the inner work and the shadow work. And we're going to unpack a lot of limiting beliefs also. A lot of it, I you know, we, we can kind of want to tend to be re- resistant to, but we'll work through it. Um, so I'll figure something out for next Monday. I think I'll do these on Mondays and Thursdays. Um, and yeah, there's there's so much to learn. This is definitely a book that is one for the ages, I feel like. Um. And I'll have my book with my bookmark to underline some things. So I hope that this was helpful to you. Next, I'm going to be reading The Science of Getting Rich. Um, and um, yeah, we'll just we'll just go. Th- I'm trying to figure out if, if we should go. Maybe I should try to read it every day. Maybe I should try to read a little bit like 30 minutes worth every day. So we'll see. Because I, I need to get my reading back up and this will force me to um, to, to kind of stay on track with that. All right. I hope this was a blessing to you. I'll be back with another podcast. Talk to you later. Peace.